0: Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, welcome back. I am so excited that you are joining me for another episode. If you are new to One of a Kind You, welcome, welcome. I am so thankful that you decided to stop by and check it out. And just to give you a little insight into how this podcast works is that I share a journal entry of mine from about five years ago. And then I reflect on what I know now and what I wish I had known then. So with that being said, I'm just going to dive right in. So, this journal entry is from February 17th, 2016, and I write, Since the last time I wrote, I don't feel as weighted down, but I still feel like I am going through the motions. Rose said my spirit looked good yesterday, and I generally feel good. I am really bogged down right now with Wilm U, Girl Scouts, taking care of the girls, and life in general. Because of this, I have very little time to do things on my to-do list or just enjoy the small pleasures in life like weaving or knitting. I'm trying to keep things in perspective. The things I really need to focus on are planning to get my obedience certification and getting focused in my life. There is very little time for that as well. My period started yesterday and I feel drained, not to mention the crazy busy day on Monday with our first cookie booth at Acme. We did well selling 121 boxes, apparently the average is 80 boxes. The girls were troopers in the cold and snow. Thankfully, Acme let us stand in the vestibule rather than outside. Last week, Casey and I didn't accomplish much from the preschool learning box, and it is the same this week. My feeling drained and exhausted hasn't helped with my motivation. It is a tad frustrating because it goes back to my five energy. Now, I have no idea what a five energy is, and in none of my previous entries do I talk about where I learned about this five energy or what that five energy means. So, I looking back at this now, I wish I knew what a five energy was. Uh, because I'm so curious, because um, I think that personality profiles are a super important tool. Um, And with that being said, um, sometimes they can also be a hindrance because we get attached to the label of that tool, and then we use that label to define ourselves. So whatever this five energy was, um, doesn't seem like a serving energy for me, because the impression I get is that five energies are easily frustrated, low energy, overwhelmed. I don't know. I don't even know where this five energy came from. Anyhow, so um, so that's my thing on on personality assessments. So yes, they're valuable tools. They give us insight into why we do the things that we do. And with that being said, you know, don't attach to it too much, especially because sometimes when we do personality assessments, they're actually um, based on how we show up, but not who we truly are as a person. Um, so for instance, one of the personality assessments I really like is called DISC. And when you get the analysis from that assessment, it gives you your natural DISC assessment, but it also gives you your adaptive. So for me, my natural and adaptive are almost identical. Um, but relating that back to the, to my philosophy of coaching, you have a core identity which is who you were when you were like, when you were born, when you haven't had anyone or anything imprint their thoughts, beliefs, practices, philosophies on you. It's when you're a blank slate. And then your um, operational identity is who you are uh, with all of those outside factors influencing you. And so um, my my assessment results are almost a mirror image of each other. Um, but that's not always the case. Typically, uh, whatever your natural is the adaptive is kind of the opposite of that because you're compensating for all the ways that your natural style doesn't fit into the perception or thoughts of others so the thing I really wanted to talk about though from this um, entry is that I kind of contradict myself because I say that you know I feel like my I generally feel good but yet at the same time I'm bogged down so I don't know how that really works to feel good and be bogged down at the same time. But what I was doing is totally running a pattern of people pleasing here. So I was teaching uh, graduate level college courses, two courses, and preparing to take on a third course uh, with Wilmington University, which is a local university in our area. And I did not want to teach. I was already burnt out from my elementary teaching career and I was kind of burnt out from teaching online too because I'm very much a social person and I need that face to face interaction but teaching um, hybrid part face to face and part online wasn't feasible because of Pete's work schedule so I couldn't rely on someone to consistently be available for me every other week so I could go in person to teach Um, but I kept taking on more classes instead of saying no I don't want to do this because I was so afraid of letting my department chair down. Or disappointing her that I kept on teaching and I continued on until uh, 2018 so two more years of basically teaching every block for that time with anywhere from 15 to 25 students in a section and then um, Girl Scouts while I love being a Girl Scout leader, sometimes um, that is overwhelming even now, even though I'm more equipped to handle the overwhelm than I was back in 2016. Um, and then obviously taking care of my girls, you all know how overwhelming and stressful that was at times. Um, if, especially if you're a regular listener, but mostly that was just that I didn't feel like I had a support system because of my husband's crazy work schedule and um, my parents still worked at the time. And um, I had tried a nanny or a sitter a couple times, but they never lasted long. And I was too hesitant to look for um, a nanny or a sitter on care.com or one of those services because we have dogs and the cat. And I was just so nervous to have someone in my house with my children when I wasn't around, especially someone I didn't know incredibly well. And then life in general. So it was really just managing all of those things and then trying to, on top of teaching graduate classes, being a Girl Scout leader, having my girls home with me, Casey at this time because Lily was in kindergarten, and then managing a house and two, three pets and whatever else life threw my way. It was a lot to manage. And I felt overwhelmed by all that because I didn't know how to prioritize. I didn't know how to say no. Uh, I didn't know how to speak up and say to anyone other than my husband, this isn't working for me and I desperately need someone's help. I didn't have a support group in, you know, a mommy and me situation or any type of mom's group. Um, I wasn't really into social media at the time, so it never occurred to me to try a Facebook group or something like that. And so um, because I just felt so overwhelmed, I couldn't really stop to enjoy the small things like enjoying the fresh air or hearing the birds chirp or just being outside with Casey, watching her laugh and play and, you know, all of those fun things, those moments that you only get once, that you don't get back ever because you only get one February 17th, 2016 in a lifetime. And so... I really was trying to do a good job of keeping things in perspective, Um, but it was hard because what I was doing is I was living with outdated values. So I was living with this perspective of, I have to have, you know, my house has to be immaculate. I have to be involved at school, the girls' school. I have to take them to all the extracurriculars that they want to attend. I have to do everything I can to show everyone that I am actually contributing to my family and society, even though I'm not really earning much of an income because my income at Wilmington University was um, a little less than half of, the, half of my salary of what I was making as a full-time teacher with a master's degree. So I really felt the pressure to prove myself and all the things that I was doing instead of just saying, you know what, it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks of me and my role as a stay-at-home mom. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks of me about the amount of money that I'm contributing to my family, because at the end of the day, what Pete and I have decided to do for our girls and our family is working for us. It may not be what other people expect, but it works for us. And so, um, not to go real deep into it, but we're in the process of preparing to sell our home. And my mom is super excited for us and wants us to get our dream house. And even though it's a very old farmhouse, she's beyond excited and has been super helpful with um, letting me borrow her truck to take things to the dump and keeping my girls overnight and during the day. And um, my girlfriends have been super willing to help as well. And so my husband told my in-laws and they, you know, didn't really ask many questions, but just said, okay, great. Fantastic. You know, hope everything works out for you. And then I shared with my dad and my stepmom that we were moving. And needless to say, that conversation didn't go so well because my dad and my stepmom's perspective of owning a home, the type of property that you want to have, it doesn't align with mine. And so because our views are differing, they think that I am making a mistake and can't just stop to say, you know what, this is what works for Kim and Pete. They've made this decision together as a couple. And so that's, you know, if they've made the decision and they think this is going to work, then great, go for it. If it doesn't know that we'll be there to emotionally support you or mentally support you. And, and that's it. And so, um, I was so worried about that, about what does my dad think of me not working? What does my stepmom think? What does my aunt think? What do my cousins think? What does the neighbor think? What do the other parents at school think? Instead of just saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what they think because this is what my husband and I, my life partner and I have decided and that's really at the end of the day, all that matters. But I was living with these outdated values of thinking that money was how I had to contribute, the opinions of others and making them happy is what mattered. Instead of thinking about, okay, I value contribution. Am I contributing to my kids and my husband's life? Yes. Maybe not in a traditional sense, but in a way that works for us, absolutely. Am I, you know, contributing to the community? Yes, because I'm have I have this podcast where I get to um, interview amazing women. And the information that I share here, I hope, helps other moms in their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys or whatever aspect of life they're looking for support in. I have friends that mean the world to me, and I mean the world to them. And making new friends is super important. And so what I'm realizing is that there's more to contribution than just financial i mean yes don't get me wrong financial contribution is amazing because you can make an impact on others and yourself but there are other ways to do that i value family so being available for my girls is really what matters and there and i have other values but i wasn't living from a place where i was honoring those values i was living from a place where i was honoring values that other people had for me and i thought that was what i was supposed to do and so once i let that go the bogged down feeling went away because i realized that i was actually standing in my own truth and not the truth of someone else and that was a game changer and so i also felt like oh knitting and weaving are the ways that i'm going to re- like recoup and regenerate myself so i can get back up at it tomorrow and make the best of the next day And yes, I do enjoy those, but going to the weaving class was stressful because there was one teacher for 12 of us. And so most of the time I sat there waiting for help and I was using a table loom, not a floor loom, yada, yada. Do I like knitting? Yep, I start lots of projects and I don't finish them because I lose my attention span, but it's a relaxing thing to do. But I couldn't also step out and say to myself, okay, what else can I do besides weave or knit? What else can I do to give myself that little bit of R&R, that little bit of a battery recharge to get myself to the place where I don't feel bogged down and I feel like I am energized and not drained? And so there was also the pressure of me trying to do homeschool preschool boxes with Casey in preparation for getting her ready for preschool. And so I put this immense amount of pressure on myself because I'm a kindergarten teacher. I taught elementary school for six years. I'm a graduate level college instructor. And so I was so worried that if Casey went to preschool, not knowing some information that I thought that she should know, that I was going to be looked down upon because my girls go to a fairly small private school. I would say it's a medium sized school. And so um, I didn't want anyone to think less of me. Instead of just saying, Casey knows what she knows. We work with her in a fun, indirect way without sitting there in the playroom, having her do number exercises and letters and colors and shapes and, and all of that, just saying, you know what, Kim, you work with her in age appropriate ways that gives her the knowledge and the skills to be successful in preschool and beyond. And that is enough. I could not allow myself to be in that space. Plus two, I was still struggling with letting go of my elementary teaching identity. So in a way, this was allowing me to hold on a little bit tighter to you know to what I so desperately thought I couldn't live without and so that's again where the labels can get you which is why which brings us back to the beginning of the five energy label you know I had labeled myself as a teacher and so in my mind I was like oh I can only be a teacher if I'm in an elementary school setting as a classroom teacher a substitute teacher and an teaching assistant whatever that's the only way I can teach and so that's so not true because I teach through this podcast. I teach through Girl Talk, which is my empowerment program for young girls. I teach when I coach my clients. I teach my kids. I share information with my husband where he learned something. But as much as I am a teacher, I'm still a student and I'm also learning each and every day. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. I am so grateful and appreciative that you took the time to tune in. If you think a friend might benefit from listening to this, please feel free to share, always the more the merrier. And I can't wait to talk with you next week. Thanks so much.